This is X.A. Anderson, and welcome to the Principal Podcast today. Uh, today, it's just me. I want to share a tip that I think could help influence, in a good way, our families and as parents. One of the things that uh, my wife and I do on a regular basis that I think is really, really helpful is every single day, we have kind of a family devotional. And in our family devotional, we like to read um, things that are going to help our kids later on. And we've made it kind of a thing that this had like this family devotional is not an option. It is going to happen every single day. So one of the things we like to do, of course, we like to read the scriptures, but we also like to have what is called leadership training, which is uh, taking something that is very valuable and talking about a principle that will help our children. So, for example, sometimes we will read and discuss things like from the seven habits of highly effective people or a thought, a principle such as how to overcome something or how to uh, uh, think differently. So one of the things I really want, let, let me give you an example. One of the things that I really, really want my kids to know is that they're responsible for how they act, feel, and think. So one of our recent devotionals was about how we're responsible for how we act, feel, and think. So many times people get in this victim mentality where they say, okay, you're responsible for my feelings. It's your fault that I don't have what I want, or it's your fault, but this and this and this and this. And so when we talk about how our feelings are a result of how we think. So if I'm thinking I'm a victim or I'm thinking it's her fault or his fault, or they always were the never talk about how our thoughts create our feelings. And we've got to be careful to make sure we're not like having thinking errors that make us have feelings that aren't helpful or real or true based on our thoughts that may hopefully be accurate as well. And so, you know, if our, if our thoughts influence our feelings and our feelings influence our actions, it's really important to, to know what are we thinking? So we had a, we had a lesson about, can we stand outside ourselves and look at our thoughts, right? We also uh, about what we can influence. So for example, in my view, there are three things, uh, all of our problems fall into three different areas. There are things that we have total control over. So for example, if I am getting speeding tickets and it's because I'm putting the pedal to the metal too far, too hard, right? I can change. I can have 100% control, 100% influence over how fast I drive that car. And so if I'm getting speeding tickets, I can change that and not get tickets anymore. Then there's things that we have partial influence, partial control, or maybe indirect control or partial influence over that's things in relationships. So for example, when we're in a relationship, I can't control the people, but I do influence it. There's a little bit of influence, a little bit of control maybe in there. And so if something's not working in a relationship, what should I do? Should I blame the other person? Well, a lot of people do this. It's not working in the relationship. So it must be his fault or it must be her fault or it must be somebody else's fault. And before I, I'm going to circle back to that in a second. The last one is stuff we have zero control over. So zero control over is, are things like uh, the weather. Have zero control over what happens in the weather. I have zero control over my past. I can't change something even five minutes ago. Um, I have zero control over uh, principles like gravity that are just there. And so we'll notice that in all three of these things, there's a simple and profound truth, which is, whether I have total control, partial, 
we'll say total influence, total partial influence or zero influence. The answer lies in working on me. For example, if I have total influence over it, I can stop putting the pedal to the metal. If I'm worried about my weight, I can control what I eat, I control what I exercise, how I exercise, and I can influence that almost completely uh, by my choices. Indirect influence or partial influence are things like relationships. Um, in those situations, the answer is still to work on me because if something's not working in a relationship, I can change my approach. Now, that doesn't mean I have 100 control. People can still do what they want to do. I can, I can do everything in an awesome, good way, and people could still choose to do something that wasn't awesome. But the chances are, if I change my approach, there's a good chance that I would be able to influence that relationship in a positive way. So the answer still is with me changing my approach. And it's stuff that I have zero control over. If I have zero control over something, I can change my attitude about it. So like, let me give you an example, the rain. Some people, when it rains, it, they get depressed. Well, I was lucky enough to have a mom that taught me that the rain was awesome. Like she said, hey, it's raining. Let's go jump in the puddles. We put our rain boots on and go jump in this puddle in front of our house and, and splash around and have a great time. We loved it. And my mom would always make egg salad sandwiches and she'd say, don't you love the smell of the rain? And so she had this great positive attitude about the rain. She taught us that the rain was awesome. We loved the rain. Some people have learned that the rain means we have to be dismal. Oh, it's bad weather, bad things. But we can't control the rain, but we can control our attitude. So look at this. In all three situations, we can either control it directly or influence it directly. We can influence it indirectly or we can influence our attitude. So it's either troll, you know, direct influences work on it because you have direct influence on it. Second one is change your approach if you have partial influence. And the third one is change your attitude. Let's talk about the partial influence one because a lot of people are concerned about relationships. You've got to understand you can do everything right and people can still um, not be influenced by you if they choose not to be. But there's things you can do that will increase your influence. Like for example, so many people want to blame others for their problems in the relationship. Like for example, you ever seen a tantruming kid, the kid tantrums and sometimes the parents will say, gosh, I have this kid and he won't stop tantruming and, and, and they kind of blame the kid for being this, this kid who just has tantrums. Well, maybe if they would take a step back and say, okay, I have this kid who's tantruming and they would realize that, um, let me tell you a book that I read and I've mentioned it a few times on the podcast. The Power of Positive Parenting by, by Glenn Latham is a wonderful book. And it changed the way I parented. And in this book, they talk about how behaviors are like seeds and attention is like water. And we water the behaviors we want to see grow with attention. Well, here's the issue. Sometimes parents inadvertently are watering behaviors that they don't want to see grow. So when the kids throws a tantrum, a lot of times the, the the parent is, starts getting angry or starts saying, oh, you know, let's give him a phone or an iPad or, hey, you're embarrassing. And really, in those situations, the best thing is to put the, the child in a, in, a, in a zero attention environment, which could be like just sitting in the corner. You can just have a talk and say, you know, when you're going to throw a tantrum, you may just have to sit in the corner and until you can figure out how to not throw a tantrum. And when a parent first does that, the kid might scream and yell for 20 or 30 minutes, maybe sitting in the corner, you can make sure they're not actually in pain or they're not, there's nothing poking or something like that. But giving them zero attention when they do that, instead of saying, hey, I'm going to give you an iPad or here's a phone or can you, here's a piece of candy to, to, to be quiet. If you don't reward the behavior, the behavior tends to go away. 
Well, the other piece of that is they found that people respond better to positive consequences. So when the child is behaving really well, you give them a lot of attention. Like, hey, I love it when you're playing with your brother like that so well. I love it that you're working on your math problem. I love it that you're doing these things. In fact, a lot of parents, when the kids are playing nicely, they give them zero attention, which is kind of the wrong way to do it. But then when they're misbehaving, they get a ton of attention. And see, in this situation, it's kind of a, you know, if you if you're have partial influence over whether your child tantrums or not, just learning that principle. By the way, if any of you are wondering, check out The Power of Positive Parenting by Glenn Latham. Great, great parenting book. But in any in all of our problems, all of our things that bug us, they, they either have complete influence over it, partial influence, or zero influence. And in every single one of those three categories, the answer is to work on me. Now, the truth is, I didn't come up with that. You know where that came from? That, that principle, which is, we've talked about principles throughout the podcast. That principle really came from the Sermon on the Mount, from Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, cast the moat out of your eye first. And that principle has been taught in different ways by different people. You know, uh, I think Stephen Covey talks about it. It's the center of your circle of influence and your circle of concern. And if you so you focus on your circle of influence, then your circle of, uh, it, it grows. If you focus on your circle of concern, which is bigger, your circle of influence actually shrinks. That's the same principle that Jesus Christ taught about cast the moat out of your own eye first. So those deep principles, I'm just going to tell you, honestly, you can find them in Matthew five through seven, the deep ones that fix relationships. Um, or give you the best chance of fixing a relationship, I should say. So these kind of discussions, the kind of discussion that I'm having with you right here, right now on this podcast, I'll have these discussions with my children. So my children, you know, my, my six-year-old, my 10-year-old, my 11-year-old, I have these kind of conversations because I want them to learn these principles. Now, I want them to learn that they can change their feelings by thinking differently. I want them to know that if they have issues, can we change our approach? Can we change uh, the way we think? Can we change our attitude? And to, to have them start thinking about those categories. If you have these kind of conversations every single day and you have them with your children, I believe that the amount of problems later on will be lessened because you're able to have discussions that can help them when they're young. So I heard of a story, and I think it was by a man named Gordon Hinckley. Gordon Hinckley, Gordon B. Hinckley, he actually had, tells this story about there was a tree that was growing kind of crooked. And you, he could have taken a, a string when it was very young and just, just made the tree stand straight. Well, he didn't. And the tree started growing this way for a long time. And later on, years later, he realized to fix the tree, it could be pushed up against it, couldn't do anything. Um, and I hope I'm telling the story right. I might be missing the part, but eventually I think they had to cut the tree. So it was kind of this ugly out of to do a whole, it was, it was way worse than if you just worked on the tree when it was young. And this tree had a big scar and it had a lot of, they had to use a saw to cut it off, to straighten it out. When at the beginning, they could have just taken a string. So here's my point for you. If you want to have influence in your family. If you want to be able to influence people for good in your family, 
start young and realize that your kids can, your children can understand a lot of things, uh, a lot of adult concepts. I think if you'll take the time and sit down and talk with them about it. Um, yeah, let me give you one more example of, of things that we've done uh, that we've talked about. So I read of a story where there was a butterfly getting out of its cocoon. And the butterfly has to struggle and get out of its cocoon. And there was a little tendon that was holding the butterfly back. And this, uh, I think it was a little boy or somebody ended up getting out a little knife and cutting that tendon to help the, to help the butterfly fly free. And he did it to try to help the butterfly, but here's the problem. The butterfly never flew. And it was because he didn't have that resistance, that resistance that helps build the muscles. He had undeveloped muscles. And so that tendon was actually helping him. It, was, it looked like it was holding him back, but it was actually helping him build his muscles. And if, if the boy hadn't cut it, the boy would, the butterfly would have had the muscles eventually to break free and been a strong butterfly. And that's the same kind of thing when we have rules in our family or we have rules in society or we have rules that may seem like they hinder us and keep us back. But in reality, that tension and the struggle sometimes of life helps make us, helps make us strong. Um, I heard of another person who said this, they said they took a kite out and flew it with their kite with their child. And they said, does, does the string keep the kite up or down? And the child said, well, it keeps the, it down. And he's, and then the parent cut the, the string and watched the kite actually fell down. It's actually that tension kept the kite up. And I think that that tension in life a little bit, that the ability to say, to struggle a little bit, in other words, um, that helps people. Like, for example, I think, you know, I think it's okay to give our kids jobs and say, okay, you get to load the dishwasher, you get to empty the dishwasher, you get to sweep the floor, you get to clear the table or whatever it is, because that teaches them, even though they may not like it, that teaches them to fly later, those responsibilities. And so, gosh, so many things you can talk, little things that you can have discussions about that will help them later on. And if you can start young, you, uh, it's, I think it's a lot easier and you, and you really give them a running head start. So daily, you know, uh, daily devotionals, um, they don't have to be perfect. They don't have to be, um, some really intense thing. If you want a good place to start, you could talk about like maybe grab a book like the seven habits, say, let's talk about being proactive. Let's talk about win-win or let's talk about sharpening our saw, keeping our bodies healthy by exercising or just things like that. But on a daily basis, having those, I got as a reminder, nothing you do in the business world is going to be as influential in the long run as what you do in your own home. So this podcast is about helping influence others for good. So a lot of times we focus, we'll focus sometimes on business. Sometimes we'll focus on family, but keep that in mind um, that the long-term influence you have as a dad, um, as a, as a parent uh, is really, is really, hard. by the way, one more thing. I'm not very good at this, by the way, but try to get off your phone <laughs> and be present with your kids. I, I read something that said, you know, there will come a time where your kids ask to play with you for the last time. And I think for at least one of my children, that's already happened. 
and uh, take advantage that the surfing, don't surf on your phone, put, the, put it away, be present for your kids. And uh, thanks for listening today. This is Xane Anderson. Thank you for listening to the Principal Podcast today. Thank you so much for joining the Principal Podcast. I'm so glad that you listened and took the time. You know, I'm on a mission to help as many marriages and families as I possibly can. I would love to hear from you. You know, things that keep you up at night, that concern you about your family, your marriage, and things we could talk about on the Principal Podcast. If you like the podcast, please like, subscribe. You can check out my book on Amazon. It's called What I Want My Children to Know Before I Die. And again, thank you for supporting the podcast. Mm-hmm.